1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host. Back with another episode, episode 13 of our golf series today. I have Sam Humphreys on the podcast. Uh, Sam has his own podcast, which is awesome. Um, So I get to chat about podcasting. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, But you have a pretty awesome story. I say awesome. You have a pretty interesting story uh, that. Most people in the golf would probably know your story, but a lot of people don't. And that's probably you know the listeners that are going to listen to this today is some golfers or, you know, people who just listen to our podcast that have no idea who you are, what you do, family, and just, you know, the, the, the story that you've had to go through to the, everything that happened. And I'm completely butchering everything now, but we'll get into all that in a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the time, mate. I appreciate you having me. It's going to be fun. It is. Uh, as you know, professional golfer now, we're just talking. It's a weird time, and you're waiting for a full schedule to come back and try to do some Monday events yep. and an Adams tour. But, um, I mean, where does golf start for you? Like, what's earliest memories of golf?
0: Oh, man. I grew up in a sports family, and golf always kind of came easiest to me out of all the sports, but I yep. grew up playing all those sports. Um, so I mean I, I remember um, I mean I, I actually don't even remember but I've seen pictures of me out on the range up here at Oak tree when I was like two years old hitting balls and and I guess I'd always just kind of came easy to me but I grew up loving basketball and football and baseball too and so like it was kind of whatever sport was in season was when yeah. I when I really what I really loved at the time but then, once i got a little older it kind of became well i'm way better at this i might as well put all my concentration and that's when kind of my love for competition kind of started so yeah
1: i kind of for me that moment like i kind of similar growing up you're around all these sports you have a golf club in your hand from from you know from birth pretty much but there comes that defining time where it's like okay i should need to drop everything else i need to go with one sport for me i would think i was like probably 10 or 11 and i played f- football soccer on a saturday and golf on a sunday and when football went to sundays i just like i'm done i'm playing golf now right. so was it is it kind of similar for you or was it just like i'm actually really good at
0: this i don't get no and- yeah i mean i guess once i got into more kid pitch baseball and it was like 70 games a summer you kind of have to pick one yeah. but it wasn't like no one forced me into it. It was more of just like, I'd I'd rather go play a golf tournament today than a baseball tournament. And then it kind of, once you get into high school, it's like, well do you play on the basketball team or do you play, put all your focus into golf yeah. and make sure you don't get hurt and stuff like that. But, yeah. but that's not to say that it's wrong for anybody to play all sports if they want to, but that's just kind of the route I went. So. Yeah.
1: And then from that age, you know, you, you have in the back of your mind, you know, I, I want to go to college and play golf. Once you have that first sense of team golf, right. In high school, it's like, yeah. okay, like this is what it's going to be. You know, yeah. I want to go to college and I want to pursue it as a profession. Um, uh, and I guess that was like the mindset, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think you kind of have to have the mindset that you want to go play professional or college golf in high school, you know? So, yeah, um, cause I, I mean, that was kind of my motivation was always to try to be the best. So, I mean, right. that's kind of the mindset you have to have to be successful, yeah. in, in, especially in golf.
1: And like you said, come from a family sporting background, you know, was, was that just like, cause, cause some kids and, and people listening may have gone through this themselves. i definitely went through it um you know like you have like the the dad who wants to live their life through you right or the family member that just really pushes and that can sometimes ruin a kid's athletic career because of just you know, and I was lucky. Like I did, I'm, you know, we had, you have difficult conversations as a kid with your dad or with coach or whatever it is. Cause they're trying to do the best for you. But the best thing at that moment may be to step away. And that's a really tough time. Yeah. But was there any experience of that for you? Or no, was it no, totally the opposite. Mine
0: was totally the opposite. I yeah. always used to laugh with all my buddies who were golfers growing up too. like, my dad was the only one that wasn't really a golf pro or professional golfer Mm -hmm. or something of that nature uh you know like he he broadcasts golf but it was really my love for it came from myself where but it was just because it was around all the time my dad's job was to watch sports all the time so I grew up watching sports all the time and so like I remember he would he would tell me hey if you don't want to go play today you don't have to but you know like he was a he was very he, I never got pushed uh, even a little bit. The only thing my dad would ever right. get mad about was my attitude on the golf course. So I like, like I share yeah. that too. Yeah, no, yeah. So like it, he yeah. he never once got mad about how I played or anything or he pushed me to go practice or anything. I, and I think that's the right yeah. way to do it. Oh, I totally agree. I think so. if
1: my dad's listening to this, he's, he'll he'll agree that like my attitude going through the teen years was not good, right? <laughs> I, like, yeah, like, I, know. I think, every I think teenage everybody goes through that bad. learning
0: experience. So
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's really, yeah, I mean, because now, like, you know, you're out and and some of the kids, I mean, you know some of the kids that are out at Oak Tree, like, there's some amazing kids that are playing golf out here, and you're like, you know, and and you get both sides, right? You get the parent that's literally there every day, like the kid's on a schedule practicing, and he probably will be a professional golfer. And then you have the kid who's just naturally good at it. Yeah, it's just out there doing whatever. Um, so high school was good. I mean, you know, getting to team golf and was was the high school career like? How, were you pretty successful in high school? What Was yeah. the team like?
0: Yeah, our team was, our team was probably the best high school team in the country at the time. Uh, we had me, Nick Heinen, Hayden Wood uh Austin Fuller uh Alec Heinen uh and then later Austin Eckert and Hayden uh Hayden Wood Tyson Reeder Griffin Pierce all Mm -hmm. those guys went D1 and um I mean we were pretty much unstoppable in high school the the harder thing was to make the team (laughs) so like my freshman and sophomore year I made the team and then went through a slump my junior year and played some tournaments on the top five but then the way we did it was we qualified before state every year, and I mm-hmm. never really qualified well at Carston Creek, and so I I got beat out by Tyson Reeder in my junior year, and then my senior year, uh, my last tournament I shot eight under, <laughs> and then the next week we went to go qualify at uh, at Carston Creek, yeah. and I didn't I didn't make it. <laughs> so my junior and senior year, I didn't even make the right. starting five for state. I played in a lot of other tournaments, but. But my point is, like, I mean, it was just Your team was stacked. Our, yeah. Once we got to the tournament, that was like the fun part. We knew we were gonna win. And yeah. So, but it was it was kind of fun for that, and then um, also like it was kind of interesting. Like we, I was the only, I think I've never really checked this, but I have to be the only guy to ever uh, win all state and not even play in state. So, <laughs> so it was kind of <laughs> kind of an interesting thing yeah. there. But no, but. But that's more to just speak about how like competitive it was, and it was kind of like a mm. college program in high school. But we have fun doing it, and we all we've all um, continued to stay friends, and yeah. it, it never crossed the line. I don't yeah. think so.
1: Was that Edmund North? Yeah, Edmund I mean, North. It's not the only championship we won, right? Like, no, yeah, There's multiple in a row. <laughs> no, those were, like...
0: were we won four in a row to make it. 10 in a row yeah. and I think they won 11 so nice. in a row so yeah
1: pretty decent uh, competition
0: to grow up in and, yeah. and like
1: there's nothing better than being around you know a team guys, team yeah. guys like that that like like okay like we're fighting the competition between ourselves is bigger than the competition down the street right <laughs> like, no know, yeah or and in it, any golf and, and it was
0: great because during the summer we would all come out and play and we were all members out here on the family side first and then um, well, later we well, all, a lot of us went to national but um, I mean, it was just great growing up and and having that competition. I, and everyone always asks why Evan North was the best, and I say, well, it's because that we all just pushed each other and yeah. wanted to beat each other, <laughs> and then, right. and then it just happened to be that we pushed each other over the top. So yeah,
1: so then you know you go from that and by not having a great junior senior year you still had college offers right because yeah. of the golf team was so good everyone i mean every coach knows that
0: yeah know. well i had a good i had a really good senior year i just okay. didn't play in the uh, state okay. tournament sure. but uh but yeah after the summer after my junior year i had i played really good um and had some offers from like uh central florida and uh, who else like southern miss and north texas and a bunch of bunch of those schools and Um, I actually thought I was going to sign with Southern Miss the day before signing day in November. And then I got a call from coach Brogdon offering me the day before signing day. And I was ecstatic and I, I could have gone and walked on to OU probably, but, but I, I really just wanted to stay closer to home. And when he offered me a scholarship to go up there and I loved the campus up at, I love everything about Tulsa still. Um, but, uh. You know, like, when I got that call from him, that was awesome. And yeah. that that was a really good. I mean, everyone always says, do you regret going to Tulsa? No, because I got to spend yeah. two years with him. Right. You know, and I learned a lot. So,
1: Who, who was on that team with you that year? Because it's the sad I, thing
0: about it. Now, Tulsa
1: Man's golf is no more, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And so I was on the team when it got cut. But uh, so I went in as a freshman, and I redshirted because they, were, they had, like, guys like Matt Mabry and – colton Stags and a couple other older guys and um I, my game just wasn't really d1 ready yet and so um i redshirted my freshman year but that was great learning experience watching those guys and friends for life honestly and um then i was then the next year at tulsa my redshirt freshman year i um You know, like I played really well, was one or two man in every tournament and got to play every single tournament. And I think that honestly, like a lot of people want to go to the best school, but I went to a place where I thought I could play and I did. And getting to play every tournament as a redshirt freshman, I mean, and playing with good players in those tournaments too. I mean, I feel like that learning experience really, really helped and really would show you where your flaws are in your Mm -hmm. game and, and I mean I think the best learning experience for a college golfer is being able to play oh yeah you know? <laughs> so, I totally agree with you yeah because yeah. so. you know
1: it's like, like you qualify you could spend you know you could have sat five six whatever man on a different team and not got to like Playing competition, and like I said, competition reps, you know, right. that's, that's where you grow, isn't it? That's yeah, I mean, qualifying is great, but it's you know, as much as yeah, it, it does simul- sim- uh, simulate competition, yeah. but it's not not exactly like I have to make this part, we're not gonna win,
0: right? You know, exactly. as a team
1: and all the other pressure, but yeah, um, yeah, like what I mean, what, what was it like from a playing side to be with you know, when when they're like, oh, we're, we're not doing this anymore, like the program's gone,
0: yeah. So, I mean, it was late, it was, um, like. It had to have been, like, late March, early April, and uh, and we were getting ready to go to Arkansas for a tournament, I think. And um, But we had known that Coach Brogdon could possibly retire, but he hadn't told us for sure yet. Mm-hmm. And um, we they, they call us in, and they say, we need to see everybody, like, at the dean's office or whatever you call it, uh, the yeah. athletic department's office, and it's all the... President of the school, everybody in there, or the athletic director, yeah. you know. And we start, or we go in and we're all just kind of chilling in the waiting room and we start getting texts and calls and stuff that the, and tweets and everything that the program's being, before like they'd even told us, eliminated you, you before the they lineup. even told us. Yeah. I mean, just the way they handled it was really bad. Yeah. And uh and the fact that they didn't even tell Coach Brogdon before we so he found out with us and oh, he's are you been there for however many years. I mean just the respect towards yeah. him I felt was not not quite there. Yeah. And so um yeah. And so like I mean they they blame it on budget reasons and <laughs> I have a lot of there's a lot, a lot, there's a lot going on. There's a on, lot right? of other reasons why that's not true. Yeah. but we. I'm not gonna get into that yeah, yeah, today. But because it's. I mean, you can't control it now. But for as for my time at Tulsa it was. I mean, just being able to spend two years around Coach Broad and making mm-hmm. the friends up there and. I mean the obviously I didn't graduate from there, but going to school there, I mean it's a great school too. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, so, so that happens, you get that phone call and you're thinking I mean you get you know, you find out, you're like, Whoa, okay, now I need to figure
0: out where I'm going next. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that
1: summer you're like on the phone but you're still competing that summer,
0: right? Yeah. So I mean I'm playing in in some tournaments that summer, but the the problem was they, they were basically they told everyone, Well, these guys can freely transfer wherever they want to. Well, uh-huh. The problem was it, it was already summertime and all the they don't have other schools don't have scholarships right, you much less spots maybe. yeah, yeah. no well, yeah so like they don't even have spots and so um like i would call i remember calling central florida and they'd be like we already offered our 2017 guys and it's 2016 you know yeah. and so basically um after that i just went home and was playing golf and I remember playing golf and like it was like July and I was playing golf with my buddy Ryan Gibson and he's like how do you not have a place to play at like you're playing well and so he gave a call up to JW Vandenborn up at UMKC and um I went on a visit there loved loved the coach loved the city atmosphere and the courses I mean mm. they're great up there and honestly it's the best thing that ever happened to me the I mean that's where I learned how to really yeah. be a player and like changed my mindset so right yeah i love the
1: like the connections isn't it? it's like yeah Reed's
0: like i'm gonna call him mate. he's from south africa or yeah. whatever,
1: australia and he's just you know no big deal like <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out yeah <laughs> like, right yeah and that's
0: everywhere right no, like it's, this could be yeah, yeah, we will yeah, like crazy um, so so you had a great experience up there and it was you know, great good, and good finish and it was like it was kind of a culture shock as far as like at tulsa everybody was from either oklahoma or area or south america and then i go up there and i know nobody and and then it's just me hanging out with all these guys that are from france one from england and and it, um a couple guys from around here but mostly fr- france and england yeah. and i was like like well like you know and all these guys turned out to be my best friends but it's kind of a culture shock when you oh, don't yeah. know anybody and don't know the coach trying to get a feel for it but i mean all the guys could not have been nicer yeah. like and to welcome me in and it's kind of tough when you bring a guy in mid-season. trying to take their spot yeah. not not mid-season well, yeah, but, but yeah yeah sure. but uh but i mean it, those guys couldn't have been nicer gotta really um give a shout out to my buddy Fran- frank and so like i mean he was the french guy on the team kind yeah. of one of the more leaders on the team and he really Brought me in and helped me out. So. Yeah.
1: Have you been over to see them overseas and travel? I have not,
0: and I was actually planning on going this summer, but it doesn't look like Staff. that's going to happen. Yeah. Of yeah. So,
1: yeah. Uh, but, yeah it Things just keep getting worse this year, don't yeah. they? <laughs> um, I think I saw Joe Rogan tweeted something or posted a picture, like saying that like Yellowstone National Park's having earthquakes now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just throw it all in. Yeah. Why
0: not? Yeah. Exactly. Uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, I, you'd love it when you go over there. I mean, I haven't played in France, um, but you know, UK golf is. You know, you could you could play anywhere in the UK and have yeah. a great time. I mean, and people who've done it, you know, everyone that goes goes to you know the the kind of the headline golf courses, right? They play in Scotland and they go to Ireland, maybe. But you know, right. you could play any of the Open courses or any of the courses that are around where they qualify for the Open. I mean, right. they, you know, it's so different to hear that you know it's it's like I haven't been to banded, but I've seen you know videos and pictures it's like and Dunes every time right pretty much exactly uh, but yeah you'll have a blast doing that and yep. no doubt you'll get to do it one day yeah um, are they playing professionally back home like uh, a is,
0: couple of them yeah. are my, my good buddy I mean he graduated the year before I got there but he's still a good buddy Antoine Rosner who's he's kind of coming up on the challenge tour mm-hmm. and he's doing really well and then another buddy Hubert Tisserin who he uh I think he's playing. He was playing on the Alps and now the Challenge Tour. So all those guys, pretty much all of them, are yeah. are doing their thing over there. But I don't obviously follow right. close yeah, enough to let no, you know. But totally agree. But yeah, they definitely like we've had a bunch of guys go pro from UMKC that you might not have ever heard about because yeah. they're they go back home. Yeah. So yeah, but, has that ever come
1: across like thinking? Because I mean we've you know we know a bunch of people who you know friends and and. Charlie Saxon was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Like, he did the whole China thing. Right. Max
0: has been over there. And yeah. Like, does that ever come, ever thought about it? Yeah, I was thinking about doing something like that, but not now. Right. <laughs> like, so yeah. um, I was going to do the Canada Q School until mm-hmm. that got canceled. So I guess we'll just have to figure it out. I'm going to yeah. do that the apt this summer and then Mm. do some mondays or whatever and then figure out the what i want to do for next summer so yeah it's it's kind of 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 like building for next summer kind of and i mean i could still go back to school but i but i really just i've already decided against it i mean i've been there for six years i don't really want i I went back for an extra year last year (laughs) so but but uh i just want to kind of move on from that what what
1: was your degree in
0: it was in uh, interpersonal communications. Okay. Yeah. Did so. you change a bunch of times, or were you just like? Yeah. No. Th- the only time I had to change was after call after uh, Tulsa changing from Tulsa, but okay. it was just the the taking the year off from cancer. Yeah. Like basically, sent me back a year. So, yeah. tell <laughs> but,
1: me about that experience because that's what a lot of people have seen. Like they probably know the name. They may Google you and they'll yeah. see like it just says Sam Humphries and it'll just say cancer. Yeah. Like, right. And I know a little bit about how it happened, you know, and how you realize, but yeah. You know, and I'm sure you've told this story a million times already. um, (laughs) But you know, you're on the range, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm on the range and kind of just getting ready to go play in the uh, Tulsa Stroke or the State Oklahoma State Stroke play in Tulsa. And um, I was hitting balls with my dad, and you know, at Oak Tree you can kind of drive your cart down to the range, and he was sitting behind me in the cart watching me hit balls. Well, uh, I had set a club on the uh, on the golf cart, and he kind of moved, he kind of had moved the golf cart. And so I went over to go pick it up, and it, I stepped on the face of the club and it hit me in a bad spot. And I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it was hilarious at the time for everyone else watching, but it was like, like a pain, like worse than normal and like kind of lasted for two days. And I remember um, it was a Friday and my buddies were going to go hang out. And then, because um, I had this tournament coming up Sunday, Monday. Yeah. And so, Um, I was, it was Friday night and I was like, (laughs) there's no way, like I have to go to the ER and they, I went in and I was in there for like five hours and they Mm -hmm. were doing all these tests on me and it never really hit me that they were testing for cancer cause it was, they did like an ultrasound, like all this stuff. And, um, basically what they, well, and then I went and they were like, well, you can go to the Tulsa, go up to Tulsa and play, but it's gonna be really painful. So I just took a bunch of pain meds and went up and played. And actually, played decent, but uh, <laughs> it's amazing yeah. how that works. Yeah, it? I know, right? You're just and not so, thinking about golf. Yeah, and so uh, then I got back, and my dad had already gotten a call from the doctor, but he's like, "We need to go in on Monday," mm. I mean, on yeah, whenever that was um, when I got back, and basically they told me that. Um, there had like been a tumor on my right testicle, testicle, and like basically when I stepped on the face of that club, it came up and uh like traumatized the tumor that I didn't even know I had. Yeah. and so it was like the biggest the miracle biggest stroke ever of luck. Ever, yeah, right? because otherwise it would have been a year and a half. I might not even know now. Probably would have because it would be so big, but you wouldn't right. know for another year and then and then it goes it gets mine, worse and all mine was right, so yeah. small and had already spread and so yeah like it would have spread at least to my brain i think but you know it's just, not, kind of, no, just kind of just kind of a crazy yeah. god miracle situation um yeah and so then they're like we're taking you into emergency surgery tomorrow and uh yeah. And you're like, I did more praying than I've ever done in those twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. And And like,
1: gets to put into perspective. real quick.
0: Exactly. And so, like, I mean, then you're just kind of, you don't know anything. You don't know if it's spread. You don't know. All you know is you're going into surgery tomorrow to lose one of your testicles. You know, and like, but like, you also like, you're scared. I was more scared of, of. Like if it had spread and everything or whatever happened, like it's cancer. Like it's not, it's not something you really think about on a daily basis. And so did that, uh, did the surgery, came back and was feeling great. Honestly, like feeling like myself after like two or three weeks. And I was like, there's no way like, like this doesn't get it all. Like I feel a hundred percent after like two or three weeks. I was even coming back hitting balls. Was that balls. shock to you? That yeah, you felt get, so good. Yeah. Well, like no, like because like I, I just figured get the surgery over with and okay. and it's and yeah. it's done and so, and so like I was getting ready to go back to school hitting balls and everything and they're like, well, you have to do one more CAT scan to make sure that everything's good. And I was like, well, I feel good. I'm not that worried about it. And they called me. And after the CAT scan and they were like, no, it, it's spread up to your lymph nodes and you're going to have to go through chemo starting in August. Yeah. And so instead of starting my golf season in August, I was starting chemo from from August to November, four rounds of chemo. And so wow. that was like, that was kind of a really big shock. <laughs> and so yeah. that's where the word cancer kind of like hits you and you're like, I've I really do have cancer, you know? And so, cause the first one was like a surgery. You get over sure, and you yeah, like, really oh, this is done. It's it. And no you big can't deal, really yeah. feel like it. And it, it honestly made you, the surgery made you feel better because the pain was yeah. gone, you know? And so once the chemo, once they were like, you have ke- have to go through chemo in four rounds. And since I was younger and healthier, they could do the harder one. And so try to get it over with. Sure. And um, I mean, I was in there, they would do, Seven or eight bags a day of basically poison. I mean, it's killing all yeah. your cells, and so I would go in at like six thirty, start at like seven, then do it from like seven to one thirty every day, like every day Monday through Friday, and then you'd get two weeks off. And I mean, mm. it just—I mean, it basically just murders your body. Is but. that
1: pain worse than the initial pain from you got hit by the? Golf oh,
0: golf. like not even close. Like the 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 chemo is by far the worst pain I've ever been in in my life like it tops any flu I, I mean I've never been in pain like that nah. not the first two rounds the first two rounds you still have some of your like it's not mm-hmm. totally taking over your body yet but once you get to the third and fourth round when you just can't stop throwing up and you can't you feel empty and like you I mean you're just sick yeah. <laughs> like you, you're really really sick and I mean I, I, I've I never had a pain like that since or before that. So hopefully knock on wood. I won't. Right. But um, basically, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It's like I would wake up, lay in the fetal position, wake up, throw up, drink pickle juice and go back to sleep. And then you're like, you got all the all the I don't even know what they call it. The stuff plugged into your arms yeah. and like even when you go home and stuff. So, I mean, it was it was crazy. That's a rough time. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> it was really rough. Yeah, but I would try to just keep a pot. The re- the way I got through it was just keeping a positive attitude. Sure. And, um, luckily, I watched I watched YouTube videos about people that have had cancer and speak on it. And um, one one of them said, "Like you got to live like you don't have cancer," you know. And that's what I did, and that's what I at least tried to do. And when I didn't feel like it, I wouldn't. But when I did feel a little bit like it I would try to like it's not yeah. my cancer it's the cancer it's just living in my body right yeah. now and I'm about to kick it out but but it I kind of just took the mindset of like it's a it's a golf round you have four rounds of chemo you can't right. like feel sorry for yourself you know so yeah
1: yeah missing the cut's not good no right yeah (laughs) exactly
0: like Like like, yeah exactly but like at the same time you just kind of got to keep the end goal Mm -hmm. in mind and one day at a time and if you can't like if you don't feel like it today let someone else fight for you you know what i mean and so like i mean it was just yeah it was a dark time but honestly i wouldn't change it for the world because my it made me wake up with a why of inspiring people to like Right. not stop when they have cancer or so anything is that like that. that
1: the reason for starting the podcast then? Have you, do no. people ask you to, t- to speak on it? What, have they yeah. asked you to speak about
0: it? I mean, yeah, I've, I've I've spoken about it before, um, whether it be like golf digest or something like that. But, um, but no, I, I, I'm starting the podcast just because I love s- sports and sure. entertainment and doing my figured I should use my broadcasting, uh, degree a little bit while I'm yeah. my communications degree a little bit while I'm not playing golf, but, but but no, I mean, teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I got a pretty good teacher. Yeah. I remember when we were talking about the, didn't have the best golf teacher, but I got the greatest broadcasting, but no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah. So, but I mean, I don't, I love speaking about it and some Mm -hmm. people are kind Mm of like quiet about theirs and which is fine. You, you're entitled to whatever you want to do, but I feel like me as a young guy, I feel felt like the need to inspire other people that it's gonna be okay you know yeah and so like I felt the need to first of all I didn't even know that that was a thing other than maybe Lance Armstrong like you might have heard it in passing but like I never even knew like I wasn't I was living a healthy life like I was doing everything right and I still got it so first of all I wanted to make sure that people are checking like every once in a while and because I mean it can happen to anybody. And then also like, I wanted to inspire people that whether it's cancer or whatever, like there's people that are going through a lot harder things than I went through, but like I wanted to inspire them and tell them like it's, it's up to you. Like you decide what kind yeah. of attitude you want to have towards your problems. Yeah. And there's only one way to get through it. At least if you have a positive attitude, it gives you a chance to get through them and you're going to see, like I saw a yeah. lot of, a lot more positive things than I've ever seen in my life going through the most negative thing right. that I ever went through, you know? So like it was kind of like one of those things where, yeah, I went through the darkest moment of my life that was terrible, but I've, I've had so many more opportunities and, and things to do that I would have never had. Like I would have never been able to speak I would have never been able to wake up and speak towards trying to be an advocate for cancer and cancer research and, and inspiring people with cancer. And I never would have gotten to meet a lot of cool people that just wanted to support someone with cancer. And so like, it kind of like tells you like, and I never would have gotten to hear a lot of things from my friends because like when you're going through something like that, like you won't like, you're gonna get to hear a lot more things about because people are scared you're gonna die. Yeah, like your
1: best <laughs> friends. Like if nothing, you know, like if you're healthy, your best, your best mates are gonna tell you that they love you and they're gonna yeah. be, like all that stuff, right? Yeah. It's just not a guy thing, right? But if right. something's seriously going wrong, you're gonna see the the best and in and, them and they're gonna be they, like, yeah. remember
0: this time we had. This is what you mean to me. Yeah. and I got a lot of those texts. It's almost like I got to watch my own funeral or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it was like it was, it was really nice, and I really. And like really encourage people to tell the people that right. really mean the most to them like what they mean to them yeah. even if they're not sick you know right. But because I mean it means a lot so but yeah. yeah I mean that's kind of a long winded answer to your question no but,
1: but like it's you know it's The best thing that comes out of it, right, is that the fact that you now have – you've been through it all. You know how to get through it and you can help others who are either going through it or are going through some similar or, you know, it might not even be a medical issue, but they're going through something. Right. You know, and and watching YouTube videos or, you know, and just researching the stuff. And did you have like a specific like, uh, you know, like plan for every day? Do you have like a schedule planned out every day to keep your mind on things or was it just kind of
0: Um – like during my chemo yeah yeah yeah. yeah, um kind of like it it gets really monotonous because it's just like you go through the same four bag or same whatever eight bags all five days and so um then i basically like whatever if i felt like eating i wouldn't or i would eat you know but most of the time like you're so drugged up and everything that you I tried to sleep most of the time, you know, and so it it, there wasn't really like a a habit like or a schedule type routine like at five o'clock every
1: day I'm going to do this. No, because
0: your body feels different every single day when you're going through it because it just keeps getting worse, and so like you don't really know. Sure, but but I really did. I tried to like um, I definitely so you take two weeks off after the round of chemo, Mm -hmm. and so. I mean i would rest and it would be really crappy for the week after but then that next week i tried to get more active and everything because you're trying to recover to go into the next one yeah and um, i mean you're never going to recover full that's why people lose their hair yeah. you know what i mean like because you it just keeps deteriorating right. you don't deteriorating, have enough time to fully but go into, yeah. you can kind of get get back up mm-hmm. and i definitely was i would go hit balls or something be more active like in that second week leading into the next yeah. one try to make yourself try to fake yourself out sure that like, you don't yeah. have cancer Tricky you know mindset. so yeah, yeah exactly so but at least
1: you could hit balls
0: i could yeah yeah i could but i mean it was it was tough you could once chip th- and putt and just i could chip out. and putt yeah. and i could hit balls at the start um but once you get into those third and fourth round rounds of chemo it's yeah. just kind of impossible but yeah
1: yeah that's uh like like you said, you know, it's the the best thing that's come out of it is, is it's such an amazing it's an amazing experience to go through. You wouldn't wish on anyone, but what you've gained from going through this, that you can help others, that's yeah. that's really cool. that You can relate to other people and like I, you know, and I, what you said, like you know, you are healthy. There's a lot of healthy guys out there. Like nobody, I I think no one realizes how significant this is or how it can happen to anyone unless it happens to either yourself or a friend that you know.
0: Right, um, right, and and. And another thing, like now that, um, it it just gave me perspective on everything, mm-hmm. you know. And it kind of, um, when I came back to start playing, I that was probably harder than when I had cancer because everyone's everyone's supporting me and everything. Then, when once you're cancer-free, I mean, not that people don't support you, it's right, more but- like, um, I. I just wanted to really get back to being myself, like my normal self. And I wasn't as far as golf goes, you know. And so I kind of went through a hard time after that. Yeah. Kind of coming to grips with, like, it's going to be a lot of work just to get back to where you were. And you were trying to get better at that time. You know, so. um, Did
1: you almost put more pressure on yourself?
0: Yeah. At at first I did. And I definitely, like, I... I regret it a little bit but at the same time like there's no books on how to do this so Right, like, You're go like back I've to been D good Wong at golf I know yeah. exactly what I'm doing, no, like yeah, I can I do mean, this, yeah, it, <laughs> I hit these shots Exactly and so yeah. like it was more of like a, a thing of learning how to hold yourself accountable to be great but at the same time realizing where you've been right. and I think that kind of all came back to me when I was in Hawaii and was with my mom and um, you know, finished that tournament at even par and I was finally not only made a tournament, but I played well in a tournament mm-hmm. and I, but I, it never even hit me after the round and my mom goes, you did it and she was crying and yeah. I go like, what are you talking about? And, and she's like, well, this is what we talked about. You wanted to be competitive again, you know? Yeah. And it kind of hit me like, yeah, like you're right. Like, and, and yeah. it's only been a little over a year and a half and so I, like, I was basically you know,
1: yeah, you went you went, so you were so deep in the process that you went like really thinking about, yeah, exactly,
0: you know? and then I was able to step back and be like, "Well, this could inspire some kid with testicular cancer that it's gonna be okay, and there's a light at the end of the tunnel one day, yeah, you know, so, but like at the same time, like I'm still trying to do right. bigger and better things than that, but like I like you said the yeah. Stuck in the process, and I mean that's a good thing sometimes.
1: But. Yeah, because there's always that's the beauty of golf. Like, yes, yeah. you can't have eighteen hole in ones. Exactly, like, <laughs> there's always like I mean you might you know there's yeah. there's a possibility you know to maybe have a few twos, but like yeah. like that's the great thing, isn't it? You know, that we and we've had rounds, I'm sure that like. You've hit it sideways all day, but you shoot sixty eight or right. sixty seven, and people are like great roundy. Like I have hit it off the planet <laughs> yep. all day. of have exactly. no idea, and then you flush it and shoot sixty. You know, you flush it and shoot seventy five, right. like you said the other day. You played national and like best round you've ever had in that howling wind. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and you that shoot was 75. crazy. Like, yeah, you know, it's always on the day. Like numbers really don't mean much no. in golf. And, you know, as long as you just like I said on the day, but yeah, that's so now. Like now is you know you you. Like I'm going to pursue professional golf and, and you have this basically a new lease on life, right? Like, I mean, every day is the new day and every day is kind of like
0: you should have died yesterday, you know? So, yeah. So it's great. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it's, everyone has their own struggles, but I feel like you just kind of, um, a lot of people don't realize that they have the choice to, to, I mean, and I never, I I never had the choice to beat cancer, but I had the choice to respond to it in the right way. And if yeah. I would have died from cancer, I would have been proud of myself that, you know, yeah. I would have inspired some people by the, my attitude during while I had it. You yeah. know, it just because you people die from different diseases sure. and things, like that doesn't mean that they lose from them. Right. You know, it's more of like they how they respond to it. And yeah. I think that's what makes people great and <laughs> yeah. interesting.
1: Did it like change your like attitude and mindset on the golf course a little like, bit? Because I, I I mean I'm just you know you grow up right you get you know you get over things you hit bad shots you learn to get over it right. But going through something like this has to change something.
0: It does. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say on the golf course like it definitely does put things in perspective as far as like um like day to day things. But um on the golf course yeah like. I'm still a competitor and I'll still get pissed off when I hit a bad shot. I'll Mm. still like, it's not like I'm like kumbaya out there, you know, like, but at the same time, when that rounds over, like that golf score doesn't define me anymore, you know, but obviously I want to do well, makes me a little extra happy if I play good, but Mm. it doesn't, it doesn't define me. And I still have peace knowing like, yeah, I'm right with God and I'm right with my process on life. And Mm. I think that, sometimes, like, you just have to have, go through something like that to yeah. figure out that perspective. So,
1: yeah, that, that makes sense because, you know, like, you still have standards and still want to play well. And right. in the moment, in a round, like, you are, you know, you're competitive. You're in that mindset. But like I said, after the round, it's done, right? Because yeah, some exactly. people will get affected by that. And no. the whole rest of the day is ruined. Maybe exactly. The like next round is ruined. But right. that's, a, that's definitely an interesting take for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, <laughs> this year's golf tournaments and, you know, travel is slowly hopefully coming back to the new normal um you know uh, excited to finally play some golf i guess right yeah like, yeah know, i fingers mean crossed we get we'll some see dormants.
0: when when we start getting the tournaments rolling and um yeah, I mean, I guess the Oklahoma Open would be the local, like home yeah, yeah, like golf that. course and type thing. Yeah, no, I know. I'm gonna just do you know whatever mini tour things mm-hmm. we can I can find this summer and doing the broadcasting thing this summer as well. And so, um, tell me about that. The um, doing. I'm doing a podcast called the Great Day Podcast. You can find it on iTunes or wherever you get them. Um, but I'm I started that I wanted wanted to basically. Um, have a podcast where I kind of mm-hmm. interview different people and also give some sports takes. And I, I just felt like it would be a really good time to kind of start putting a portfolio together yeah. as far as like what um, I can do um, as far as broadcasting sure. goes. And I, and I really just honestly think it's fun and oh, it's a blast. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah. yeah. I just think it's fun and, and doesn't even feel like a job or whatever. And I, Um, there's a couple other things that I might do that, um, aren't set in stone yet, but I think it'd be fun to, cause that's kind of more of a, just all around show. And I, I'm able to talk about more things. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm able to talk about whatever I want to basically. And then I, I might do a golf specific something else, but we'll, we'll see in the future. But, um,
1: so how many episodes have you done so far? I've
0: done one, and then I have another one coming out this coming week. It just now started, and okay. the first ones will skip Bayless. Kind of so, a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was great, though. It was really cool. Yeah. So, but just trying to figure that stuff out, too. So, um, yeah, I yeah, mean, just doing that for fun, you know, while I'm not playing as much golf. But right. but I'm honestly, I've been playing more golf than yeah. I ever have, just no tournaments, really. So Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it's nuts, isn't it? Like, yeah. the golf courses are busier now than they've ever been, exactly. right? If they, would, you know, continue to stay open because everyone's yeah. now working from home, they're getting their work done by noon and then right. they're on the golf course. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, you know, for, for both sides, family side and national, like I'm driving in here, their golf courses, it was you know busy yeah. this morning there's people already out there exactly and, um you know i think you back up the house backs up to probably the best four or five hole stretch like <laughs> you know like you got yeah. i mean there's some people will hate the the last five holes on the east but, yeah you know from a like competitive like practice standpoint like it's yeah. pretty tough holes to finish
0: <laughs> yeah they are i mean um yeah, I, I, a lot of people say that they're the their least favorites, you know, but yeah, I always, I I always used to say I lived on, I live on my least favorite hole, but you know, I mean, it, I grew up in a good spot to learn yeah. how to play and so mm-hmm. it, it's it been cool. So. Awesome.
1: And you mentioned, so the podcast is called The Great Day Podcast. Yep,
0: Great Day Podcast. Okay. Um, yeah, you can find it on Spotify and Apple iTunes and so awesome. um, we'll have one dropping this week. Um. Probably Thursday or Friday. Great. So, yeah. So it'll it'll be good, and um, hopefully get out and oh, yeah. play some tournaments. It'll,
1: soon. You know, yeah, exactly. Hopefully you get to do that, and and you know, hopefully, I. I from just sitting with you now i think that just you'll probably always have a podcast because you'll realize how much fun it is and you right. like you've done one or two now and you're like okay like i can regardless how good my i get as a professional golfer like i'm always going to probably have a podcast right. yeah which is awesome so um you know h- wish you all the best in that and then wish you all the best in hopefully a, a decent full half full season for the rest of 2020 right i appreciate so, it i uh, really appreciate you taking the time inviting me up here and yep. yeah i'll uh I look out for the podcast and see who's next
0: all right perfect thank Thank, you
1: thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next episode cheers
0: thank you for listening we are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories for more great oklahoma content follow this is oklahoma on facebook and instagram